Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. And welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Jared the Dark Jedi, and joining me for this episode is Black Leader, Travis Grossman. Just let me die already. He's He's been afflicted with the blue shadow virus, so... Uh, I don't know if that's what it is, but I'm dummy sick. <laughs> and the clap of my chest cavity is making it hard to move. The clap of my chest cavity. That's good. That's good. That means my coughing. He's, so yeah, uh, I I sound I'm sure a little stuffy, and uh, I'm gonna be coughing quite a bit through this episode, and y'all are gonna fucking deal with it. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> you all right? Just peachy. Just peachy. Well, outside of your illness, Travis, how was your week? Filled to the brim with fun and sickness. Yes. Uh, I got to hang out with our boys, the Squire Twins. What up, what up? And I got to hang out with you and Kaysen. What up, what up? Yeah. And then uh, the check engine light in my car came back on, and that's terrifying me quite a bit. Uh, what up, what up? <laughs> what up, what up? Literally, what up with that engine light? <laughs> I... Honestly, couldn't tell you. It's part of the like. I I want to get an older car, yeah. not because I know how to work on cars, but at least then I could teach myself. Yeah, because anything made like around my car's a two thousand seven. Anything made around then and up has so many like specialized parts that you can't buy. That it's like you and or like the way to get to those parts is a spe- like a special sized screw or yeah. bolt that you can't get a normal thing for, and like. It's such a pain in the ass to work on cars that are made post like two thousand five ish. That's fair. So I was expecting like a very John Mulaney esque, like I meant to learn about cars. Oh and no, I see, didn't my that too? Because like my grandpa is a hell of a mechanic. Like he's yeah. got a whole shop in his garage and shit. He's great. My dad got none of those genes. Like, not a one. Uh, that's me. That's and, me. And my dad is great with machines. It's like is like just good at kind of eyeballing something and knowing what to do with it. I don't have that programming at all. Like, every time my dad tried to fix one of our cars when I was growing up, we got a new car afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, wasn't necessarily discredit to him. That meant the car was already dying. Yeah. But, like... Holy shit. And not to mention the number of tractors we've gone through. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, he'd got none of those genes, and I got, like, maybe one or two of them through uh, recessive traits. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you feel better. I hope so, too. I hope things improve, my friendo. Me too, bud. How was your week? Well, my week was fun. Uh, Like you said, we got to hang out with the Squires and... (laughs) Kaysen at a uh, local Halloween party. Uh, first 
first Halloween party I've gone to as, now that I'm at the ripe age of 21. It wasn't my first one in a bar, but it was my first one in a bar when I was on a, of age to drink. Oh, okay. They they let you in at 18. You just couldn't. They would, oh, yeah. They yeah. would tag you, you know. Oh, yeah. The geos, they used to, like, let people they in. They tattoo a number on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I'm in that headspace yeah. today. I'm <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking, fucking A. Um, but we, uh, geos used to do that, but they just got to the point where, like, it was just too much work. Oh, yeah. So it was just, like... If you're not it's 21, 21 don't come in. That's just the easier method. Yeah, it's like, just easier to just be like, hey, get the fuck out. <laughs> um, the one bouncer was uh, swinging around a lightsaber, and it was the Ultra Saber model, um, the Emperor's Hand, the Mara Jade replica. But I was like getting increasingly frustrated because it was red and not purple, and like the it was a very like the hilt is so it, it's so fucking eye catching the hilt itself. That I couldn't stop looking at that and like the the dissonance in my brain that it wasn't purple was killing me inside. And it was a good time. Uh, tune in to Hall of Heroes for a specific story about a gentleman there dressed as Jesus. I'm going to save that one for Ho tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything fun that happened outside of that that I want, don't want to gloss over. Um, um, our first audio commentary came out. Oh my god, yes, Sunday. of course. Yeah, so yesterday at the time of recording this, two days ago, when you guys hear it, the Phantom Menace audio commentary is out now. That one is just Travis and I while we sip on Qui Gon Gins. Throw on the movie, press play on the audio commentary, and have a good time, especially if you're of age and want to make yourself a Qui Gon Gin. This Sunday will be Attack of the Clones featuring Broaxium. We had sex on a beach. You can pretty much just Google that one. Uh, yeah, very exciting stuff. Like I was telling you, I had a weird dream that Philip DeFranco came on DDP and like, and just happened to be like more of knowledge in Star Wars than like Sam Witwer or something crazy. I w- it, it was, all I remember was like hit, like or was saying it- that like he got to do the intro and it turned into, hello there, you beautiful bastards. I'm Philip DeFranco. This is the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Um, and that's all I remember from it. Was hello there, you beautiful bastards. <clears throat> um, and I woke up like, what the fuck happened in my head? Okay. So, quick announce, per- somewhat personal, somewhat podcasty announcement. Okay. He hasn't, uh, this is okay. news to me as well. Punch me in the face with it. This November. Okay. Dramatic sip of my water. I am being flown out to Florida by family that I have down there and the Dark Jedi himself will be visiting Batu. And expense a vi- expect a very comprehensive breakdown of everything I find at Galaxy's Edge. I had what can only be described as a joy-filled panic attack last night. Um, like, I cried and my hands shook for for a little bit. Which is to be expected coming from you. And <laughs> it was a very emotional experience. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be going to Galaxy's Edge next month. And I'm super hyped. 
I am going to be coming back with all kinds of nuggets of information and um, I think that'll be a good way to start off our series about Galaxy's Edge that yeah. I didn't mean to stumble into. So we'll we'll do an. Episode. I would be much more excited for you if like it wasn't an effort to keep my eyes open. I I appreciate that, but yeah, very exciting. But I'm stuff. very happy for you. Thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate that. Um, like I said, we'll have a very comprehensive breakdown of all of the cool shit at Galaxy's Edge. Once I get my booty to Orlando. Uh, with that, we are going to hop into the news here. I'm trying to do the math on how I end up with the Kylo Ren story. Of course. Uh, uh, who cares? I'm, I'm just going to go, and then whenever we get there, you'll take the story. Okay, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I didn't know if you wanted the Obi-Wan story. I don't not. particularly care today. Um, Star Wars. Ewan McGregor talks the old uh, Obi Wan series. I can't read today either. Apparently, this is from Empire. I this is going to be a struggle to not laugh at your like ha- your sick gaffes because like you keep narrating them and you're making it funnier by calling attention to it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm never not on Jared. <laughs> I love you. Ewan McGregor is one of those people who works consistently, but is having another of his bigger moments thanks to his impending arrival of his what? Thanks to the impending arrival of Doctor Sleep and next year's villainous turd. Fuck whoever edited this article. (laughs) Next year's villainous turn in next year's Birds of Prey. Motherfucker. But even more than those two, the world is anticipating his return to the Star Wars galaxy with the new Obi-Wan Kenobi-focused series for Disney+. Plus. McGregor is now a little more able to talk about the latter, including the fact that he's known about it for longer than he's ever been able to let on. It's a fucking massive relief, he tells <laughs> Men's Journal. Because for four years, I have been lying – I've been having to lie to people about it. <laughs> that I've seen that quote so much this week yeah like too much way too much did you happen to see uh the way um i I saw it in like a star wars facebook group that isn't like (coughs) a pile of cancer um (laughs) geeks and capers did a video about this article but titled it disney forces actors to lie about star wars to fans No one, no, I keep making like visual gags. A lot of like what I perceive as good comedy is physical reactions just because of what I grew up watching. (laughs) You all didn't see me just throw my phone on the table and back up giving a fucking face. Like what, (laughs) what the fuck do you mean? (laughs) Of course he couldn't talk about this. He probably signed like 40 NDAs before they even started discussions. I just, I don't know. How much it hurts someone's soul to make clickbait like that. At like, least I, I feel like when you have to stretch a story that hard, like you create a fucking horcrux. You're lucky I didn't have water <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you split your soul when you do that. Like, how the fuck? How, how do you sleep at night knowing that's your take on this story? <laughs> Even worse if it's not your take, but that's what you put out there. Oh yeah, the same way that one like former writer was like, "Oh yeah, Jeremy loves the Last Jedi. He just he knows what makes him money." Anyway, um, 
to reveal a few new snippets, though Disney had already announced the time period of the show. Um, it's between episodes three and four. It certainly isn't after episode four. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of that sparkly be, blue effects yeah, the it, whole time. Um, the Jedi Order is... It's just we want at fucking ghost camp. <laughs> The Jedi Order was falling apart. It'll be interesting to take a character we know in a way and show him, well, his arc will be quite interesting, I think, dealing with that the fact that all the Jedi were slaughtered with... Uh, he's trying so hard to dance around saying anything. <laughs> this poor man. Like, you know the Mickey Mouse-shaped lasers on his forehead uh, during yeah. this talk. Ugh. Uh, I want to get closer and closer to how Obi-Wan felt while Alec Guinness was playing him. I feel like I'm grayer and nearer him in age, so it'll be <coughs> easier to do that. Um, and then it links to the article in Men's Journal. The uh, series starts shooting next summer. So basically, uh, McGregor's known about this for a while, which doesn't surprise me in the slightest no not at all uh and i mean there's been rumors about something i mean you know back when rogue one was getting made we were talking everyone was talking about a kenobi movie um well yeah those are one of those like starts as a like man this would be cool and then turns into they're doing it even though there's no like credible exactly the the the, the quote-unquote kenobi movie is like the the the, the, like holy trinity of Star Wars rumors ever since the Disney acquisition has been Obi-Wan movie, Boba Fett movie, Old Republic. Yep. Like you, you, at this point, I think you can sub out Boba Fett movie for Anakin Skywalker to appear in <clears throat> insert sequel yeah. movie here. Yeah. I think it's one of those two, but like the, that, that is pretty much the Holy Trinity of like Star Wars rumors. And like, you know, Allegedly, and this is reporting from Collider back when Solo came out, there was – they were going to announce the Kenobi movie and then they realized that – Yeah, that's that what I heard Solo too. wasn't doing well at the box office and <coughs> they were like, oh, uh, 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 OK, TV shows. We're doing lots of TV shows. But yeah, it's it's nice to know that like the Obi-Wan thing's finally coming and to just kind of breathe that sigh of relief. Um <coughs> I I said for a while I'd prefer them to do a show that I think I think just getting more time with him period is the smarter way to go. Um, it also works better as a show because they don't need as many effects. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's you can a, slow burn that out. It's a guy in a desert looking at a kid. Yeah, that sounded a little off kilter. No, I like it though. It's All like right. that. It's like that. Uh, describe a movie plot badly. Um, our friend Ben Hart from Star Wars Underworld had a really funny one whenever that – yeah, it actually went viral. Like I saw it in like a Facebook yeah. compilation uh, where he's like – like hashtag describe a film's plot badly. He f- described The Last Jedi as um, uncle oh, – how did it go? It was like something – it was something to the effect of uncle does magic trick to harass emo nephew. Good. Or something like that. Or like Good. uncle uses magic trick and traumatizes emo nephew. Something like that. Something about an uncle harassing their nephew, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised that Ewan McGregor's had to keep his mouth shut about this. And there, there was a not moment a there was a moment there where like he was like 
it felt like he was like slowly starting to develop like a Harrison Ford complex where like ever since the Disney acquisition, people wouldn't shut the fuck up about him playing Obi-Wan again. That like it went from him being like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. I'd love to come back to like him being like, if they ask me, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I'm in other things. Like that, that kind of exasperation, and clearly that think, was coming from. Yeah, I think it like died off a bit because he went in to do a couple of voice lines for Force Awakens. Yeah, he did that. These um, are your first steps. Yeah. at the end of Ray's vision. Um, and that kind of like trailed off. Like it both trailed off because they're like, okay, we know he's working with them again to some so extent. So it could happen, yeah. and then it blew up again. Of like, well, now we're getting anthology films. Yeah. What do you say? And he was like. I, I've already told you when they come to me, you'll know. Apparently that was a fucking lie. <laughs> it was a Tyler and a creator fine. Um but yeah, I I I really want to see what they do with this. Like with there already being a canon version of his final confrontation with Darth Maul. Yeah. You know, That's I not... think I think the tried and true theory of like maybe <laughs> the, maybe Mustafar wasn't the last time he saw Vader. You know, we've talked about that before. It could be anything, and I'd be really excited to see what they do. Um, but yeah, Ewan uh, McGregor's been lying to our faces because Disney forced him to. Cause That's beautiful, motherfucker. <laughs> Jared, talk to me about Dr. Afra. So uh, a lot of people can breathe a sigh of relief that their favorite Star Wars archaeologist – is getting picked up for a new number one. Uh, everybody with the current mainline Star Wars comics coming to a head and, and wrapping up with the uh, Empire Ascendant comic coming out very soon. Uh, people were nervous that Afra would either bite the dust or get a definitive ending that left her not needing any more coverage. Luckily, that is not the case. Uh, pardon me. You're congested. I have like indigestion. They have to like grab another water. Do that. Uh, some very exciting news from 2019's London MCM Comic Con. Thanks to Bleeding Cool, uh, they announced that there's going to be another Doctor Afra comic. Uh, it was launched by Kieran Gillen, and then right now it's being written by uh, Simon Spear. Uh, and it's you know, like I said, winding down with Empire Ascendant coming to a close. I'm trying to see if it says who will be penning the new series. We're professionals, ladies and gentlemen. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's going to be Alyssa Wong and Marika Cresta will be taking the reins of the new Afra, uh, set to debut in April of 2020. No other uh, details were given, and they have like the art for the first issue, which is just like a really nice picture of Afra with like smoke behind her and her <laughs> goggles on. But yeah, she's a fan favorite character. She's one of the breakout stars of the new canon. Um, Afra's like one of those characters that I've been really excited to see her make the cross media transition. Um, I think the only like in motion <laughs> the depiction we've had of Afra was in a Star Wars mobile game. Like it wasn't even Galaxy of Heroes. It was just like it was just one like strategy game that like. When the game launched, like the two Imperial hero leader characters were Vader and Afra, and then Luke and Leia on the other side. So, you know, I'd love to see Afra like make her way into a video game or even a cartoon or something. But yeah, 
more uh, more stories from Afra, which is a good thing. I know a lot of people were worried about her fate moving forward, but she is sticking around. Neat. Uh, hey, Jared. Yeah. Did you know you like shoes? I, I do quite like shoes. But, but did you know that you like shoes? Yeah. Good. I put it in here because I figured you guys would laugh. Because this is one of those stories that I'm the only motherfucker who cares about. You're you're right. I'm the you're only right. person on this show who cares about this. <laughs> so talk about shoes for 30 seconds while I pull up the next article. <laughs> uh, it's loading. So we were talking before about how um, Adidas is working on a cool line of new Star Wars sneakers. Um, they're the R2-D2 ones. Uh, we talked about before, as well as the X-Wing ones that got announced. Well... Adidas announced today their 2019 Star Wars collection. This is directly from the Adidas website. The footwear and apparel collaborations features uh, three packs across Adidas basketball running and originals. Each of the three packs celebrate uh, an element of Star Wars, including lightsabers, starships, and characters. The lightsaber theme pack from Adidas X Star Wars will begin at Adidas stores and on Adidas.com starting on November 1st. If I didn't have to save up for Galaxy's Edge merch... All of my money would be going towards some of these shoes. Uh, for more info, uh, look at adidas.com slash Star Wars. Um, they you know, talk about what Star Wars is. They talk about what uh, lightsabers are. You guys know what that is. But yeah, um, all of them kind of have like harken back to the different like lightsaber colors and aesthetics. Uh, there's a really nice purple one that has like a gold accent to it that kind of gives me Mace Windu vibes. Um, Does it say bad motherfucker on it? <laughs> I was just about to say, I hope on they, the tongue it says bad motherfucker. It has to somewhere. It's not allowed to not say that. I'll riot. <laughs> I'll go on strike. <laughs> you just start striking the show. I'll start a union. Yeah. The, I'll do it. But yeah, uh, if you want to if you go to adidas.com and Google it, I'm sure you guys will be able to find all this stuff. I... Uh, I really want to get some of this stuff because it is really nice. Um, they have like a really nice uh, – like the James Harden line. They have like a one of the Harden hoodies, but it's like an Arubesh and stuff. And there's uh, Raylo Adidas. I mean it, it has Ray and Kylo on it, but it, that, that makes it Raylo naturally. Yeah. Go for a jog while making love the balance. Indeed. Hey, Travis. Shoes are neat. Yeah. Star Wars is dead. Did you know that? But but it's selling it's selling tickets, Jared. I don't know what Star you're Wars doing. is dead, Travis. Oh, fuck. You're right. Shut down the whole show. Star Wars is dead. Pack up the rig. Star Wars is dead. We're going home. It is an outselling endgame right now. <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> um, again, this is one of those things that we technically could have talked about last week because we saw it. On Monday last week, I think. Yeah. But, like, we were so enveloped in the hype of the trailer that why would we talk about anything? We have else? better numbers to look at now, too, instead <clears throat> of just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has racked up the best first day, first day of advanced ticket sales for a Star Wars movie, which, like, if it's beating Endgame, of course, it's the best one of any Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um. Sales launched during the, the halftime of the Monday Night Football that the trailer premiered with. Uh, Adam, so I'm assuming Adam's like a ticket service. Yeah. That no, I'm, I don't know anyone that uses it, but 
Uh, overall first day record was set in April by Disney Marvel's Avengers Endgame, but Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker did set a first hour record Monday night, selling 45% more tickets than Endgame uh, in the first hour. That's such a weird number for a record, but uh, Adam did not disclose specific sales numbers. It said Star Wars Rise of Skywalker sold 2.5 times as many tickets in its first day of pre-sale as 2017's The Last Jedi, uh, which is now its fourth best first day seller after Aquaman, which is a shocker. Again, proof no one uses Adam except for like when they really need to, I guess. <laughs> If you use Adam, I'm not insulting you. I'm attacking you personally. Or it's like a strategic choice. Because like I think a lot of people go, oh, okay, AMC is going to crash. <clears throat> Fandango is going to crash. Fair. That's fair. And like strategically <laughs> go, most people don't use Adam. Which like might not even be the case and we're just the oddballs out yeah. in this case. Um, it's 2020, the film is the third, and then it just... Okay, yeah, we. You'd think they didn't wouldn't have to include what Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is in the article, considering it's talking <laughs> about how it's outsold any other movie on its like opening pre-sale day. But you know, that's one of my favorite things about like Star Wars articles from like not like from sources that aren't entrenched in nerd stuff. Even like, those ones, though, like they'll have like for any comic book movie, like. The movie releases this day and it stars lists the whole fucking cast. See, I'm, I'm used to that. Like that's just like a common – like not even, I don't even say like common courtesy but that's kind of like the – if you're going to like benefit off the – like benefit the clicks off of the movie, you might as well be like also this is what when it is if you want to see it. But I also think it's hilarious that like, <laughs> like stuff that isn't making Star Wars, stuff that isn't Star Wars Newsnet or like even necessarily like Collider or comic book feel the need to be like give you a brief synopsis of what Star Wars is every time to talk about it. We can't all be fucking nerds, I guess. <laughs> fucking casuals. <laughs> fucking casuals. <laughs> um but yeah, so Star Wars is dead. Uh Kathleen Kennedy's gonna be fired in December. Yep. When this movie epically fucking fails. Uh-huh. And, and uh, makes a fuck ton at the box office and critics love it and people who don't understand storytelling deeper than red mean bad guy blue mean good guy they'll they'll get angry at it <laughs> probably because ray isn't in a steel bikini or anything <coughs> i just have no energy i i know i'm so sorry i'm, I'm trying i i appreciate you trudging through and I can see the dead look in your eyes right now <laughs> i can feel the dead look in my eyes <laughs> Like you, I'll tell you what. Like something that always interests me is seeing parental instinct when it's not my parent. Um, my boss on so on Saturday, I felt not this bad. Yeah, you said you were like, feeling kind of funny, but like, you were like, I woke, oh, I woke up and like my throat hurt, but and I could tell like, oh, my sinuses drained overnight, and my throat's kind of roughed up from that, and like I'm fine. I'll be okay the next day. But when I went to work, my boss was like well, – I hadn't said a thing about not waking up, you know, waking up a little off kilter. And my boss was like, hey, you look sick. You all right? <laughs> and I was like, shit. Yeah, I'm good. I'll be fine. That was a lie. 
Uh, I, I worked through the See, whole that's day, another but... soundboard thing we need on hand for whenever, like, we have somebody to bounce back and forth to just, you know, have that. You know, okay, yeah, so that was a fucking, fucking lie. lie. <laughs> yeah, Joel messaged me the other day and was like, hey, how's that? Like, how's everything going? You're, and I'm like, editing's great. Joel, find, like, we worked out the reverb numbers, so now I can do that. Um, yeah, you just saw And that. then I was like, the, the only thing is I can't fuck with the soundboard or the the soundboard you know either one <laughs> yeah uh while also hosting it's way too much work yeah that's a lot to process all at once um but where was i oh yeah star wars is dead <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no the only reason i didn't buy a ticket is because as far as i'm aware i don't need to Correct. yeah okay um but like i'm still probably gonna go see it at least four times that oh weekend, oh, oh you know? i saw the last jedi eight times I think I only saw The Last Jedi twice. <coughs> that sounded unhealthy. That was my review of The Last <laughs> And then Jake Skywalker. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to save this story for the next time Connor's on so that he can read his own work. Oh, okay. That's because fair. I think he deserves to. However, if you guys don't want to wait, our own Connor Chikiti on the Tal Swift blog did a really cool article about the uh, symbolic metaphors going on with uh, Cal Kestis's lightsaber and Jedi Fallen Order. So go give that a read. And the next time we have Mr. Chiquiti and his golden throat on the mic, uh, he can read that to you audiobook style. So real quick, before we get into the Mandalorian news, uh, we are aware that there is a trailer coming out tonight as we are recording uh if it comes out within a reasonable time frame we will most likely cover do like a quickie trailer breakdown um nothing that i feel the need to call in any extra guests on uh like we did last week with girls with sabers uh but if the trailer does drop whilst we are recording we will be sure to talk about it yeah i'm doing a quick social media check and i'm hiccuping I'm doing a quick social media check to make sure it hasn't gone up yet and we aren't aware. Ooh, however, the new Jeffrey Star Shane Dawson video did come out. And I do watch that stuff. Of course you do. Here's my thing. Complete sidebar, because we have we have time to kill. I find That's the sentence of death right there, I tell you. <laughs> Three hour shows of are born of we have time to kill sidebars. Yep. Um I find the YouTube beauty community fucking fascinating. There are so many moving parts and like so many fucking characters in it. As someone who's not a fan of reality television, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> like it's not even like the reality TV aspect of it. It's like it's 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 the groundbreaking aspect of it where like you know like like I, I I can't think I and you know granted I'm not like a beauty person but like I don't I can't remember the last time that like somebody who isn't a already a list mainstream celebrity was making their own makeup that was selling out within an hour you know what I mean yeah like like, like it's such a different dichotomy like it's not t-shirts and hoodies you know like like even the biggest creators like your PewDiePie's and your Paul brothers and people like that. Well, like, it's not just like, oh, come get a Lawai hoodie or get an Everyday Bro t-shirt or some bullshit like that. 
Like this is no. Like, instead, you should be going to Do Back Discussions T Public. Yeah, uh, most easily accessible by going to dobackdiscussion.net and clicking on merch. Uh, carry on. <laughs> that was good. We didn't rehearse that. Not a bit. You did that sick. I'm the god of this network. What can I say? <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. I'll bear the monetization cross. Yeah. We'll talk about cross-bearing tomorrow on Hall of Heroes. Uh, but I, I just I just find it interesting, especially like watching like I also find Shane Dossing as an individual fascinating. Like I his content is either like really fun to watch or vapid beyond being able to tolerate. Like the last big conspiracy theory video was so over edited for no good fucking reason like they were talking about like the the cgi in rogue one and like comparing like re- uh, resurrecting peter cushing for tarkin's ro- scenes and the same conversation as deep fakes like the cgi recreating a re- recreation of a face is not comparable to like me making a fake video of fucking a prime minister somewhere like saying you know kill all trekkies i picked a not actual minority group because i don't want anything to get clipped or say anything insensitive why do you look like the nerd version of eight mile right now do you have a better way to describe me to your friends (laughs) (laughs) for those of you at home while talking travis got up from the table vaulted the couch to put his Batman hoodie back on, put his headphones back on and threw the hood up and like looked like he was about to start rapping about mom spaghetti. But yeah, no, I find that shit fascinating and I can't wait to go home and watch it because uh, anyway, Star Wars. Shit. Th- that is the T, sis. I think that's how you're supposed I, to say stuff I, like that. I still not 100 on that meme. I <laughs> but my friend, my one friend used it on me the other day and I was, he was like, do you understand what that means? I know you're a fucking grandfather. And I was like, uh, no. Okay. So like, like, like the, the tea is like, I thought it was like the, the Kermit the Frog sipping his tea. Like that's none of my business it's, shit. It's, it's adjacent to that. Okay. It's, so it's, it's that's almost exactly what he said to me too. It's similar to that. So like the tea itself is to, is like referring I don't know what came first, if the term T is related to Kermit or like it's just a – they just happen to be related by the concept of T and now they're both like inextricably linked by accident. Um, (laughs) But like the T is meant to refer to like hot gossip more often than not. Like – Ooh, like, like, ooh, this is this is the nature of the situation. Like what's the T? Like this hot gossip about the Mandalorian? The moment you went from wanting to hear anything I said <laughs> to like fuck this, I'm glad we got that on air. So we got some really cool posters from the Mandalorian. Um, this one head on of the Mandalorian is borderline pornographic. Yeah, this is so fucking cool. Uh, we have Gina Carano's character. Uh, we have uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> I just I fucking love the um art here. It's just so good. And then we also have uh 
the Ugnaught that I, I think everybody has agreed is being played by Nick Nolte certainly looks like it. Um, but yeah, seeing the tiny little Ugnaught in like this ba- main run of character posters, like definitely at Ugnaught's going to have a bigger role to play. But yeah, these are beautiful, uh, really great art there. Um, I love the art direction for this show. Uh, we also have an article from Entertainment Weekly, if you would like to read that, Travis. No. I will read that so uh, that Travis doesn't. Oh, no, yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay. I just opened the next article after this. Uh, the Mandalorian opens with a major revelation about the Star Wars universe. According to the New York Times... <clears throat> Comedy gold, baby. It snuck up on you. You sounded so scared by it. You're like, you look tired. You're trying to like fucking banish a fucking spirit. <laughs> Happy Halloween. According to the New York Times, the first episode of the Disney Plus series, can, in quotes, contains a dramatic Star Wars universe spoiler. Is it a spoiler if like? It's information we're getting for the first time. Okay, here's my thing. I've seen a lot of people making fun of that term, like, ooh, TV show has a plot. (laughs) Which is what it sounds like. I think they're trying to say that there's, like, a revelation about the greater (laughs) universe. The end of The Rise of Skywalker, like the last 20 minutes of the movie, are going to be inserted into the first episode of The Mandalorian. I think we're going to get, like, actual, like concrete information on Boba Fett's fate. Which is something I saw you say on Twitter along with a uh, friend of the network, Jason Ward. Yeah. Um, I was going to get into which, that, but yeah, I, I like, I think to just like from the jump be like, yeah, when Boba Fett died, which even then people would be like, but are they wrong? Yeah. Did he really, did he really die? I mean, the man got dropped in a sarlacc, and everyone was like, "There's no way he's dead." Yeah, people only said there's no way he's dead because he came back in Legends. Yeah, I know. Like, truly, if you look at all didn't, the characters, who didn't they like officially say that Boba Fett wasn't dead? Like when the transfer happened, just to, like leave their options open. They said that they that like they basically said that they weren't going to say anything. Okay. Yeah. Like, they were like, I don't know. Is he dead? Like, well, he fell into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, he did. But, like, he could have survived. Yeah, he could have. Did he? Uh Who's to say? (laughs) Um. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, wait. In addition, Disney announced Monday that while advanced screeners (laughs) would be made available... To the media for its other news shows, The Mandalorian will not be pre-screened before its November 12th premiere. Um, I assume, like, they mean in full because people got to see bits. Yeah, they were, like, showing, like, 30 – like, they got 30 minutes of the show in, like, no particular order. Oh, okay. Those are the reviews we were talking about either last week or the week before. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. <laughs> the – uh. We're going to get some big revelation. Like I said, my prediction, my honest prediction, tw- end 20 minutes of The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I don't think you've ever made like an actual prediction in earnest on nope, that. Nope, never. I don't think – like you, you, you've you, wagered guesses on I, Hall of Heroes. I'm sure like – I'm sure I've made – complete seriousness. 
like between Star Killer Two and Death Stars Three through Eight, and I think we've finally settled on there being eight Death Stars orbiting Star Killer Base Two. Well, that would be five if it's three through eight. Wait, wait, three, four, five, six, six. Six. If you. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I can math. Um, between that and like. The fact that, like, the Mandalorian is going to flash forward, <laughs> like, 30 years. It's not even going to flash forward. It's going to be a hard cut to, like, <laughs> Ben and Ray fighting Palpatine. <laughs> and you're going to see the outcome of that fight and then hard cut back to the show. Like, not anything has happened. Like, zero transition. Yeah. Zero transition midline. <laughs> like... They're gonna like someone's gonna be delivering a line. Your target is on Raxus prep. Cut. Ray, get down. <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes past of that fight, and then <laughs> back to. That's my that's my hardy prediction. That's, we'll see. You might be right. How fucked up would it be if I'm right? <laughs> like, what kind of nonsense am I doing? That that would be right. Oh, it's out. The same way that you blame me for Tom Dagnino winning that fucking manager's ball. Yeah, chaos magic. It's a yeah, thing. my chaos magic that I didn't realize I had. The magic of the orcs, baby. If you believe it hard enough, it will happen. <laughs> I didn't do my math right. I should have read that EW article. Because now we're off kilter, and I don't think you want to read an excerpt from a book right now. Uh... You can just go, like, take the next two, and then the last thing is, like, a little discussion bit, so. Yeah. Uh, so we – there was a big hubbub about whether or not Wedge Antilles was going to show up in Resistance Reborn and then in The Rise of Skywalker. Again, no solid reporting has been done saying that he's going to be in Episode Nine. However, he is confirmed to be in Resistance Reborn. Once the book comes out, I'll be doing a review of that. However, as of now, we don't know if Wedge will be in The Rise of Skywalker, but we do know he will be in this book, which we do have another excerpt from. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. Uh, this is uh, Rebecca uh, Roanhorse's Resistance Reborn. Morning dawned hot and wet over Mira, Akiva's capital city. It had rained steadily through the night and a thick mist still hung in the morning air. A yellow sun shone weak and waterlogged across the narrow alleys of the city, prop city, city proper and the verdant fields of the more generously <laughs> landed outer settlements. Puddles gathered – that wasn't me laughing. That was me stifling a cough. It sounded like I chuckled at something. Puddles gathered ankle deep in the pockmarked dirt roads and gutters filled the overflowing tripping intermittently of the clay-tiled rooftops. Just outside the city among the settlements of family farms, Wedge Antilles – Dragged himself out of bed and put a pot of calf to to boil. <laughs> you like writhing in pain across the table. <laughs> Comedically distracting and hilarious. Thanks. Like, for those of you at home, Travis just shook the final drops out of a water bottle, shook around a little bit, and is now rocking back and forth in his chair like an old man. <laughs> like the old man that I am. <laughs> I've lived a long enough life. <laughs> Don't say shit like that. Jesus. Which Antilles dragged himself out of bed, put a pot of calf to boil, and stepped outside into the relentless muggy morning. It's like sticking your head in a hapaboar's mouth, he observed to no one as he stretched out his arms over his head and let loose a huge yawn. Something in his back... <laughs> something... 
his shoulder, something in his shoulder. I need new glasses. Something in his shoulder tweaked, causing a sharp pain in his lower back. He rubbed the spot, mumbling a mild curse. That pain hadn't been there before. He must have been ag- it must have been aggravated by something we by something weeding the garden with Nora yesterday. Wedge had been tortured by Imperials years ago and still bore the results. His body just wasn't what it used to be. Of course, he reminded himself old age was just as much of a culprit. Not as nefarious as the Empire had been, but even more relentless. He stepped off the back porch and made his way across his yard. It was a modest yard, just as the house was a modest house. But it suited him and Nora just fine. Big enough for the two of them and the occasional guest. Two bedrooms, a study, a kitchen, and an outhouse. Out back was a water collection system with a purifier and septic tank and the standard parcel of one... <laughs> what, what the fuck? Of one hectare to farm. I can't read. I need new glasses. These are fucked up. Uh, Nora insisted they plant the three varieties of peppers and plenty of the stubby maize native to the region. Uh, there were also two rows of purple tubers and a co- kosher melon vine and, of course, the poultry house uh, Snap had built for them the last time he visited. Uh, when was that? Uh, Wedge had a hard time remembering. But what? What have? What the fuck? What must have? What it must have been a while now, well before Snap and Cara Dune had gotten married. Uh, or Cara Coon. Uh, it was early enough in the day that none of Wedge's near neighbors were out yet, and they felt as though the, they had the whole world to themselves, even though that world consisted of a misty water garden. The weather reminded Wedge of the stories Luke had told him about Dagobah, and there was a name he hadn't thought of in a long time. Certainly not since Luke had gone off seeking, well, whatever he'd gone off seeking. Luke hadn't really explained much to Wedge, but then he didn't know him in explanation. They had been kids together, really. Endor was such a long time ago, and Yavin was even longer. Wedge didn't have to look at a calendar to know that. He could feel it in his bones, in the ache in, his, in the joints of his, in the damn humidity. And the fact that his eyes didn't work as well as they used to. I can relate to that. And now in the throb of pain in his lower back, Nora encouraged him to go to have the doctor and have his alignments checked out. They have medicine for those things, you know. She had teased him last time he had complained. But he had earned his aches and pains, hadn't he? He was one of the only well, he was one of the lucky ones. So many of his friends hadn't survived the war. They didn't get to live long enough to complain about the trials of old age. So he brushed Nora's advice off and lived with the pain another day. A warped badge of honor. Uh, the excerpt goes on for a while, so we're going to let you guys find that for yourselves or listen to it at your leisure. Wait, is there an audio version of this? Yes, there is, and it is 15 minutes long. Uh, so yeah, you guys can go listen to it while I'm not stammering through it because I need to have my eyes checked because I haven't done that in uh, about a, two years. Uh, I should do that more often. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for this. I like the idea that they're taking Wedge in the... I like the direction that they've taken all of the characters from the old trilogy. We're like, that just means Wedge is going to die. <laughs> just like Lando's going to die. Or no, there's no way. Just to- like Star Wars is dead already. <laughs> I honestly don't think they're going to kill Lando. Uh, probably not. I don't, I don't think Lando's going to go anywhere. <clears throat> Considering we see him flying the Falcon, presumably flying the Falcon in the last battle. Perhaps, um, yeah. That's that's what my takeaway. I saw a hot take that maybe um, Jana and Finn aren't in the Falcon, but they're in the Ghost. Ooh, 
Um, but yeah, if he's flying the Falcon at the end, then he can't die because that would mean the Falcon gets destroyed, and that's not gonna fucking happen. Uh, yeah, because uh, Han's son needs to inherit it and fly off with his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also, like, it's just a like, given that the Falcon survives. Yeah. I think. That so. is all assuming that the good guys win. They, Jared. This is a kid's movie. I know, but can't assume too much. I, know? Jared, Jared, you were talking Travis. to the guy who just said that they're going to put the last 20 minutes of what's probably going to be their most profitable movie in their TV show airing next month. Two weeks. And you're still not ever going to convince me <laughs> that the bad guys will win. In, in Star Wars. Oh, the bad guys probably will win. The Resistance is going to win. There's no oh, way. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck. Oh. Oh. You've been had. <laughs> fuck off. That woke you up. <laughs> I overplayed that one just for you. <laughs> Thank you. But legitimately, I love the direction they're taking with Wedge where he's just kind of like, you know, I've seen some shit. And I'm not really happy with the shit that I've seen, but I saw what happened to my friends who didn't make it out the other side of that war. And at least, you know, he's like, the, like it said, I'm one of the lucky ones. Wedge is the only character who serves in all three major air, like, like ship battles in the original trilogy and makes it out alive. Um, so seeing him kind of wearing, you know, like the book said, like wearing that, like a badge of honor that he's proud of the pain because he lived to experience it very you know um winning is easy or dying is easy living is harder hamilton type thing um well, yeah very exciting stuff i'm super excited by that so with that uh <laughs> there there was no news about our beautiful baby ben solo but jared you hate kylo ren you can't stand him. <laughs> He's a he, little whiny bitch. Who killed his father, Han Solo. <laughs> when I saw Roka tweet today that he was verified on Twitter, I almost did it. I almost, not only did I almost comment it, I considered downloading an app that would let me turn video into GIF and find the Jedi Council clip. And I was like, I want to do this. But I legitimately like John Roca, <laughs> and I typically like what he has to say, and I don't want to get blocked, nor do I want to get Dupac blacklisted by anybody at Collider, because I do quite like their content, except for that tacky fucking George Lucas deepfake. That was awful. That wasn't anything even approaching funny. Did you see that shit? Nope. So you remember how they did that funny video where they like did the deep fake where they turned like Tom Cruise into Iron Man? Kind of, sort of. They did one of those, only it was George Lucas reacting to the Rise of Skywalker trailer. And they basically had George Lucas talk like he was in The Phantom Menace. It was sinfully bad. Like it was not even close to funny. I I only got a couple minutes into it and I had to turn it off. I was like, this just hurts my head and this hurts my eyes and it hurts my ears. But uh, we have a we have the the cover art and solicitation for the Rise of Kylo Ren issue two 
which will be coming out uh, in 2020. Uh, the first issue will be coming out in December, right before The Rise of Skywalker. But uh, the, the story will continue through 2020 after the movie is out. Uh, this is from IGN. Adam Bankhurst uh, penned this one. A cover art for the upcoming second issue of The Rise of Kylo Ren, a four-issue comic miniseries uh, that focuses on the origins of Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren has been re- has been revealed. A young... Uh, it's got a social media notification. I don't know what it is, and if it's the trailer, I'm going to be happy. Very well could be. We're on around an even hour right now. <clears throat> uh, no, it's not. Okay, never mind. Oof! Uh, like I said, uh, the Knights of Ren has revealed that a young Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker once fought the Knights of Ren uh, together. Revealed by the Rise of Kylo Ren writer Charles Soule, the image by Will Still, uh, Slim, Will Sliney, uh, shows Ben, who will eventually become Kylo, and Luke facing off in the rain against uh, the Knights of Ren. Looks like they're all carrying the weapons we see them with at the time, including another one with a cape holding a lightsaber. While more details were not given as to how these two got into the situation, it will all be revealed in issue two of uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren. Uh, the, the solicitation reads... With the new Jedi school in ruins and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master, Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. But Snoke has plans for Ben, and his ideas about the Force are as dangerous as they are intriguing for the troubled young Jedi. If Ben wishes to be truly free, the answers might lie with the dark side of the Force and with the Knights of Ren. But it won't be the first time he's tangled with the Knights. In the past, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker journeys to the unknown regions and brings young Solo along for the mission. Can even the legendary Luke Skywalker stand against the Knights of Re- the fabled Knights of Ren? <clears throat> so, this kind of throws a lot of people's head cannons about the Knights of Ren out the window. In a very good way, in my opinion. Yeah, I was about to say that actually. Like, I think a lot, and you and I had this conversation in the car when we went to hang out with the Squires. A lot of people, I think, had the perception that the students who left with Ben that have been referenced in both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi were the Knights of Ren. That Ben kind of founded this group based on, hey, I'm the motherfucker who came this close to killing Luke Skywalker. Y'all are with me now, right? Um, but the fact that it seems like those students that left that Ben didn't kill tried to hunt him down. And on top of that, the Knights of Ren have existed for way longer than Kylo Ren has. Both fascinate me very much. We see that there's a knight there who has a red lightsaber. And I want to know if like – what I want to know is like how the Knights of Ren operate. In so far as like a part of the speculation might be true that they're like some form of dark side cult and that whomever their leader is, is meant to be a full fledged force wielder. Yeah. Lightsaber and everything. But they, uh, but they themselves don't wield lightsabers and can't necessarily touch the force. I'm very intrigued by this. 
like this opens up so many more questions than answers. And my mild disappointment, I voiced <coughs> that the entirety of the Knights of Ren aren't wielding lightsabers has been greatly diminished. The dude bro in me is going to want as many lightsabers as I can get. So there's still going to be a part of me that's like, but like, okay, but what if all of them are force wielders and have lightsabers? <laughs> yeah, but like at the same time, we saw that those images before and the figures before with the I word uh, implication. That's it. <laughs> that they were like they were the students that left. They were all force users. So yeah. why wouldn't they all be using sabers or saber style weapons? Yeah. Um. So. This just makes more sense, I guess. And like you said, like I, I'm all for this change up to have like I'm trying real hard. I know you are. Uh to have them be like an established thing that Ben kind of finds himself leading after he leaves Luke. Yeah. Well I think it would be really cool is like complete theory and uh brainstorming here is that like maybe Luke and Ben come out on top, but very narrowly, or like the fight ends in a draw, and the Knights of Ren and or Luke and Ben have to retreat. And then whenever Ben comes to Snoke, Snoke is like, okay, I'll take you in, but you have to beat him. And it's and I'm assuming that the guy with the lightsaber is the leader. Yeah. Because if you're using a lightsaber, odds are you're Force-sensitive. Like, you know, there's exceptions, of right. course, but like if for him to be like, OK, now that you're maybe a Padawan, maybe a knight, we don't know exactly how far into Ben's Jedi training he was whenever he left Luke. Um, <coughs> age wise, he's probably either at the end of his apprenticeship or at the very beginning of his knighthood. But the idea that Snoke is like, OK. You're going to hang out with me. I want to see if you can beat this dude. And like very Black Panther, you know, dire yield. Ben challenges the, the current leader. And maybe the theory people had before that like everyone in the group is something Ren. And yeah. Kylo means master or whatever. So the idea that like. Ben Solo was in single combat with Kylo Ren uh, as a kid. Like, you know, it has an interesting implication uh, metaphorically. But to see all that come to fruition, I would love that so much, uh, especially seeing how Ben handles himself in a full-fledged lightsaber duel. Because we haven't seen that, truly. Not yet. Like, we haven't seen yeah. how Ben – how. Seeing how Ben at that age would handle himself in a lightsaber duel lends itself towards how Kylo Ren would handle himself in a lightsaber duel because I don't think you can really base his capabilities off of what happens in The Force Awakens. Nope. Because he had just killed his father, Han, Han Solo. Solo. And was being a little bitch about it. This is a little bitch. <laughs> and the fact that he was bleeding out in the snow doesn't matter at all. If that had been Anakin or Luke, they would have been fucking fine. Yeah. Luke would have hopped inside of his mech. Yeah. And Anakin would have screamed about sand, chugged a monster, punched a wall, <laughs> choked Padme out, and been a man about it. Exactly. Um, 
I almost said something a little bit darker than I wanted to and stopped myself. Because um, I wouldn't have stopped you. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we uh, when the show's over. Uh, you can be the judges of whether or not I should have said it. But yeah, I think this is one of the coolest <clears throat> revelations we've seen. And like, I already couldn't wait for this comic. Now I'm chomping at the bit for it. My only hope, like like major hope, going forward. Is that this comic leaves perhaps a little room, a little more room for more adventures with Luke and Ben. Like, I don't necessarily need this book to tell me or this comic to tell me everything that happened because I'd love for a couple books and more comics about Ben Solo. And if he makes it out of The Rise of Skywalker alive... That's a that's a huge option to like tell his story moving forward, especially. But the idea that he dies and like we have a clear end date for Ben's story, I don't I want I don't want there to I don't want there to be a limit on how much Kylo Ren you can show me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh yeah. Vader gets like a whole like 40 years. <laughs> like yeah. literally. Um he sure does. I don't want the only stories with Ben that we can tell either being Ben as like a child too small to have like a lot going on or him like so close to turning to the dark side that every other chapter you have to reference the fact that there's something dark inside him. You know what I mean? Um, also more of him as Kylo Ren <laughs> too. But uh, with that, I want to real quick uh, touch on some revelations about the Rise of Skywalker trailer. It's about a Star Wars movie. It is about a Star Wars movie. Bam. Theory. So <laughs> Come at me. A lot of people have been pointing out in the scene that we talked about a lot, uh, the scene where Vader is destroying his – the. Excuse me? What did I say? Vader is destroying something oh. in this trailer? No, he's not. Where uh, did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> this is in the other trailer. Um, so – the Star Wars show confirmed a couple things. Uh, they referenced that the glacier in the one shot is not like a normal glacier floating on water. That is a glacier floating in space. Neat. Uh, because this is space fantasy. And I like that a younger me would have fucking hated that. I think a younger me would have been very like, mm, like that, that's just so unrealistic. It, it's, it ruins the whole thing. Um, but the older I've gotten, the more I've been able to appreciate the idea of a fairy tale in space. And I kind of like that. Like, it's so weird and out there. And I've be, just begun <laughs> loving more and more how weird Star Wars can get. Um, they confirmed that the scene we see of the statue getting destroyed is what they refer to as Kylo Ren's Darth Vader shrine. Okay. And I don't know if I got into this during the trailer breakdown, but during – it was shown whenever the initial footage was released the, to the Disney shareholders months and months ago, like over the summer. Not even over the summer. It was like March. And there was footage shown to Disney stockholders that showed – Kylo Ren standing in a white ship 
without his helmet on, looking down at that box from the D23 footage that opens to show Vader's charred helmet. So I think that the footage of Ben looking at that container with the helmet on a white ship involving them destroying something else, I think it is connected. I've seen a lot of people point out that it looks like the scene where um, in the trailer, Finn, Poe, and Chewie are like Leroy Jenkinsing their way down the hall, blasting stormtroopers out of their way. That the way the lights are and like the shape of that corridor, it looks like they're on the same ship that uh, the one still from Entertainment Weekly is from. Yeah. Where there's the big glow on Kylo's face and he's kind of like hunched over in his Batman pose. Um, For those of you at home, Travis rolled his eyes at me for linking those two characters. He looked like Batman. He looked too, like, off-balance to look like Batman. I meant, like, he, he was very, like... I mean, it's like the cape flowing. It had, like, it had like big, like, Batman action pose energy. Again, he looked too... Because maybe because you can see everyone else, like, flying away, it looks like he's trying to catch his balance. Yeah, that's fair. By comparison, he had a, he had Batman energy because everyone else is getting shit. I think you just want your favorite characters to be Link, Jared. I think... Calling that, you out on I think bullshit. that they are both Byronic heroes... Written to have an element of what you're saying cynicism. is what you're saying is Kylo Ren and Batman have never been seen together in the same room. That's not what I'm saying. That's that's what you're implying, and that's not what I'm saying. However, if Robert Pattinson decided he didn't want the job anymore, I'd be happy with them hiring Adam Driver. I'm sure you would. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Anywho. But I think those two scenes are connected, uh, especially considering that when you, we look at the scene where Ray and Kylo Ren are destroying the Vader shrine, on the table behind them is Chewie's bandolier and bowcaster. And somebody pointed out maybe her staff propped up against the table as well. And whenever they, like, flinch back, once the sparks start flying, either in a window in a room behind them or in the reflection of something glass on that wall, you can see R2. Now, I don't know if seen in the hall. I know seen in the hallway of them escaping or them, like, blasting through the hallway and what looks like the lights of the Millennium Falcon shit-whipping the Stormtroopers backwards. Or, I mean, those are probably connected. I don't know if it's connected to Ray and Ben destroying that shrine. However, in the scene where Ray or where Finn, Poe, and Chewie are, like, blasting down the hallway, Chewie is naked. Ooh. Interesting. So... <clears throat> Crackpot theory. I think Chewie might get captured. We have another, like, kind of like in The Last Jedi where, like, Ben realizes that killing Han wasn't what he needed to do. And he gets cold feet. 
we see the same thing where he's like going out of his way to maybe keep Chewie safe. The gang arrives to break Chewie out and attack this First Order vessel. Ray, Poe, and Finn work on getting Chewie free and Ray goes to confront Ben. And I think this is where we might see the beginning of Ben's turn, maybe? That he, like, kind of helps them by not doing anything. And that either maybe they have a moment where they recognize we have to destroy this thing together. Or, like other people have posited, maybe there's another duel between them and the Vader Shrine is collateral damage. Possibly. I don't know. I just I think it's weird that like Chewie's bandolier is on the table in one scene and also is visibly missing from him in another. Like that's what's making me think those scenes are connected. It's also possible that Star Wars is implementing a Marvel trick where they CGI things out of certain shots. They CGI things in and out of different shots. Yeah. Uh, I.e. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, Hulk and Infinity War. Um, granted, that's not that wouldn't be new to Star Wars. Star Wars did that in Rogue One. There was that infamous shot uh, where Jin was going towards the uh, the satellite tower thing. And in the trailer, there's like a TIE fighter that like flies directly up in front of her. While she's trying to like go to the thing to activate the signal to transmit to Radis. Um, but in the movie, there's no TIE fighter. Like a TIE fighter flies through and shoots at her, but it's not like a TIE fighter like does a dramatic reveal right in yeah. front of her. Um, so they could just be tr- just trying to fuck with people's heads and like putting shit in trailers that isn't really there. Uh, you know, Endgame, the scene in the trailer where, uh, Tony and Steve, you know, do you trust me? I trust you. And they like shake hands. They CGI'd Cap's costume. Yeah. To look like his nomad outfit when he was really wearing his first Avengers outfit. Yeah. So, or his outfit in the first Avengers. Uh, so I don't know. You know, Disney likes to put things in the trailers that are accurate to a point, but don't necessarily give away the whole pie. So any of that could be true. I would like to see Kylo and Rey destroying the Vader shrine not be accidental. I almost legitimate theory time. Okay. First of all, they're on Death Star 3. And <laughs> okay, no, they're I I'm don't... proud of you for like channeling the energy to make that joke. Yeah. Um so the idea that they go to get – like Chewie's captured. They go to get Chewie while Finn and Poe grab Chewie. Ray goes to confront Ben. That lines up with me and then them getting away uh, in the Falcon. Yes. The exception being Ben's not with them. Yeah. And so part of me thinks that like he's already contemplated Turing at a point and Ray at, like comes to him and he's like, listen – you need to save Chewie. Like, you need to help us get him out of here. Oh. And at that point, he's like, okay, but if I go with you, 
shit's going to hit the fan. I need to stay here. Like, I will help you get him out, but I need to stay behind and make it look like it, like I was trying to stop you. So, yeah. like, whenever the falcon flies away and he's, like, hunched over, like, oh, no. Like, yeah. It's like, he's totally faking just, it. Yeah, just like, oh, no. They got away. Well, there's another, Dang, nabbit. Well, there's another – because there's another couple shots that are really suspect. And, again, this is what's fucking with, like, the chain of events here. And, and again – Reshoots are a part of every movie. Things change. Movies happen in a very movies fluid stay way. the same. Yeah, the, <laughs> from the first shots change. From, movies stay the same. To a point, like both of those statements are true, though. Like both that they're very they change very much, and both they stay the same. Um, war. In, in a paradoxical way, they're both war accurate. never changes. Uh, but there is there so at celebration when they were showing like behind the scenes shots. And just shots from the movie in general. There is – what are you laughing at? I just had an idea for future hashtag content. I'll tell you later. Okay. There was a shot that had 3PO, Finn, Poe, Ray, lightsaber out and ignited. And it looked like it was a behind-the-scenes shot, but they were using, like, the actual light-up lightsabers that they use on set now so that they could get, like, a really good glow. And there was a red light reflecting off of 3PO's head. There was also a shot of Adam Driver, full Kylo Ren getup, in the desert location, which we now know as Pisana. Standing, looking directly out ahead of him with his cape blowing in the wind on that desert planet. Ben at some point shows up on Pasana. And again, this is why trying to figure out like the sequence of events is so difficult. Yeah, for sure. Because like it's hard to figure out, okay, is Pasana the finale? And is like Ben coming to the resistance like a last minute revelation? Or is this iceberg place the finale? Because it looks like all the stuff involving Palpatine happens in that area because everything's like really blue lit. I like and like part of part of me would have said before that like maybe at some point in their time apart, Ben's started making his turn or like realizes that things are being taken out of his hands and he, he needs to stop it. Yeah. And so like maybe their first – assuming that their their first fight, that his and Ray's, is on the Death Star wreckage. Yeah. And, it's like, and I keep that thinking – That again, like that's Star's. all posed. Like he shows up and he's like, I got to swing my saber at you and we're going to connect. But while we're doing this, I need to tell you shit's going down and I need you to get here with me. The, again, crackpot shit. So but like, like you think he's using that whole fight as a vehicle – because they they're talking in the death inside of the throne room yeah they're like maybe the fight yeah like he's like we need to move this i need to talk yeah, to even, you even if the shot even if the fight begins is like she just is like i need to fight you i need to fight you yeah and he's she's like, like no, i'm you, gonna stop you yeah you don't understand they're bringing a prune face back he's alive <laughs> like i i need your help i get that we didn't break up on best of terms earlier I need you. I need you. I need all of them. Please help. He's back. <laughs> I'm scared and he's back. <laughs> yeah. 
that's really intuitive. It was like they're talking inside of the throne room. Mm -hmm. I think building off of that, <laughs> I think that was that, it. That's the whole theory. It was me coughing. <laughs> building off of that, though, like I think it would make sense if. If the fight starts in the rain and in all the craziness where we see it and Ben comes out very defensive, like we can see in the fight, like he is not trying to hurt her. He's not swinging yeah. at her the way he came at the Praetorian Guards, the way he even came out at Finn, like fighting to take your fucking head off. Not even with Finn because we've talked about that before. But – if like the fight moves and he's somehow able to get them both out of sight, when we see that shot, Ray still has her lightsaber out and activated. Yeah. Exactly. So the idea that he's like, and then maybe, you need to fucking listen to me. And maybe while they're in the Death Star, like inside the throne room wreckage, that's when Chewie gets captured. And he's like, okay, hear me out. I can help you break him out. And that's like his way of proving himself, right? Who knows? My only we'll know on December eighteenth. My my only slight pushback to that, like I said, crackpot. I'm sure there's so total, many holes. Total crackpot. <coughs> my only pushback to that, I don't have an issue with it because it's what you want. Not even what I want. I think that Ben slowly turning back literally from the moment he killed Han has been obvious. Yeah. There's a lot of people who think that his offer to Ray is like sheerly villainous and that there isn't any earnest to that and think that he's trying to manipulate her not so much as like, hey, you know, like I'm 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 still I'm still hooked on the dark side. So my only perception of what we could be is based on let's rule the fucking galaxy. And more people – people a lot of people don't see it that way. They see it more as just him being very Palpatine, very Vader, very Dooku, very, you know, fuck this. More power right here. Do the thing I want you to do and not recognizing that as like him and him and his skewed worldview yeah. that has been built around all the fucked upness of his life. My, I think a lot of the people who still see Kylo Ren as a legitimate villain, and not—I don't even want to call—I don't want to call him an anti-hero because again, like he's not doing heroic things yet. But like, to people who still see him as like the big bad, as the guy who killed Han Solo, exactly. That like they don't understand that the moment he <clears throat> killed Han Solo was the moment he started to crack. I I think a lot of people would be like, oh, so he's just like suddenly a Jedi again. You know what I mean? I think yeah. a lot of people would like consider that a plot hole or maybe watching all three movies in context that like maybe you go, oh, this is his arc. That like maybe him from the jump being he's back. He's back. We need everybody we can get and I will help fuck up the First Order from the inside out. But this is getting out of control and out of control quickly and I need your help. I love that idea. I love that theory. I think that is very clever and very intuitive. Um, 
Yeah. yeah th- this is why I brought you on because you were a smart yeah. cookie. I'm going to check real quick if we have a Mandalorian trailer. I, uh, this is what happens. I, for the sake of research, start watching videos of content creators I don't particularly care for or agree with. Just because, like, I like I, I want to hear, like, what other sides of this argument are saying, even if it's not in good faith. And then it, like, completely fucks my signal oh, yeah. up. Like, yeah. it, like, I just, you know, you know, it's that, it's that one joke where, like, you know, you watch a fucking... Like you watch a fucking tutorial for something and in three videos you're on like a 9-11 conspiracy theory. Uh, completely by accident. Mandalorian trailer. That reminds me, I had this open. Uh, it's not on the Star Wars YouTube page. Okay, well then. Uh, we will give it a little bit. Uh, so depending on what the <laughs> what the timeline for this podcast looks like when you guys are listening to it. We'll probably be able to figure out whether or not we're doing a trailer breakdown. We'll probably wait a little bit to see if it comes out. Um, wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, it's 730 right now, so they'll probably be releasing it in, like, primetime hours. Yeah. So if they release it within the next hour, hour and a half, we'll do a trailer breakdown. If not, we'll save that for next week and uh, get into the weeds about that. Uh, in the event it's there, we're going to, like last week, take a break here. And if you if you hear from us again, cool. If not, we are honored that you have joined us. And like I said, be sure to check out the Phantom Menace audio commentary that came out on su- this most recent Sunday. And then this upcoming Sunday will be uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones with Dan and Chris of Bro Axiom while we sip on sex on the beach. And spoiler alert, Travis ends up in the bag halfway through the Battle of Geonosis. No spoilers. <laughs> What's Geonosis? What's a Geonosis? Um, Never heard of her. I'm going to – I didn't realize your wallpaper was your uh, – Shout out. No, we don't have to talk about it on the air. It's – I'm pretty sure you've referenced that it exists on the air before. Okay, but like it's so good. It's so – I know, but the words volleyball anime. I'm going to make you watch it one day. I know you will. It's going to be the first show I make you watch that it only has subs because there's no dub for it, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. I promise. I promise you'll love it. I watched I watched the sub, a little bit of the sub for Naruto with uh, Michael Stanley once and it was just like – there's just so much dialogue to keep up with. Like it's just coming by at such a clip and I don't want to miss the action happening on screen. And You get used to it. It takes time. It takes practice. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, with that, we're going to take a little break here for a little bit and hopefully we see we, uh, you guys hear from us later. If not, uh, may the force be with you always. All right, guys. So uh, a couple things came up on our end. Uh, the trailer isn't out quite yet. So uh, we're just going to wait until next week and you're going to get a full in-depth trailer breakdown from us uh, next Tuesday. Thank you for your patience and for your understanding. Uh, At least it's one less trailer breakdown you have to listen to this week. Yeah. (coughs) Uh, Real quick, Travis, where can the lovely people find you? They can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Travis Political. Yes, they certainly can. Jared? 
You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Uh, you guys can follow my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay, and be sure to follow Dewback Discussion on all of the social medias. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out the other shows in the network. Hall of Heroes, Gornmore, Wicked Wednesday, Jerk the Curtain. Oh, Jerk the Curtain. I went to AEW Wrestling with TJ. That is how busy this week has been, and I almost fucking forgot about that. Uh... Church Curtain down the rabbit hole and do back sports and all that good stuff. We are honored that you guys have joined us and may the force be with you always.